Friday afternoon, live from the gated community. How you doing? Uh, it's uh, me, Ronnie Barber. I haven't made one of these uh, for a couple of days. I uh, haven't had a great week, if I'm honest. I'm not going to uh, sort of uh, pour my heart out, but it's been a tough week. The black dog, the black dog has come back and visited me. Uh, my depression uh, kicked in uh, this week. And uh, it's, so it's been a tough week. It's been one of those weeks. And anybody with uh, depression knows uh, no warning or anything. It just kind of creeps up on you. Uh, and it, it can be a pile of things. It can be news or whatever. It could just be, you know, the realisation that uh, I'm, I think the biggest thing is that I, I'm not on the radio. I just, because uh, that is what I, I feel like I was born to do is, is broadcast. So it's been tough. It's good doing the podcast, don't get me wrong, uh, but it's not the same as live radio. So it all came on and I'm still, uh, I'm still fighting it. Um, it's, uh, it's hanging around me. The black dog is there. It's just kind of... In fact, it was Churchill that came up with the black dog analogy initially. initially. He mentioned the black dog uh, several times of depression. The reason I talk about this right at the start, so what a great opening this is. <laughs> some of you are switching. I saw the figures. Some of you are switching off at the wrong time, by the way. You don't know when I'm going to be good. All right. Uh, but I've been seeing a lot of people talking about depression and uh, talking about, you know, and, and lovely little supportive messages on uh, Twitter. Uh, I've rested myself from Twitter for a while because it's not doing me any good at all. You know what? what it, it's when I see people on the radio um, talking about their phone ins and thinking, you've missed the boat. That's not the phone in. This is the phone in. Uh, talking of good radio presenters, Nick Abbott, of course, on uh, Talk uh, LBC. And then overnights, you've got the magnificent uh, Martin Kellner, uh, who is on Fantastic. He's he's on the uh, the uh, Talk Radio Overnight. Let me just check. I'll definitely see if he's on there, because uh, uh, I don't want to send you to the wrong place. Yeah, Mark, a big mate, Mark Kellner, lovely guy. Um, uh, in fact, I've got new listeners this week. I've got Marlborough, Leeds and Haverhill. And I think Martin might be listening in uh, Leeds because that's where he, he does his show for me. He's at his office. Yeah, uh, he's on tonight. Yeah, so uh, check him out. He's fantastic, Martin. Very dry, very funny. He makes some great podcasts as well. So anyway, that's where I've been uh, for the last couple of days. Is uh, sitting in the uh, dark, not the dark, but just staying off things and uh, not getting anything done other than just fretting about the world and where we're ending up and where I'm going to end up. We'll come at it. It's, it's, you know, I wish I could double up my medication. Maybe I need to double up on that. By the way, did you see that story about the uh, construction worker in the USA? Uh, this is my uh, uh, health and safety bit. A construction worker in the USA of uh, state of uh, Massachusetts. I was thinking of that song. Uh, is that the um, Bee Gees? Uh, he was killed by his licorice habit. Licorice. Doctor say the man who has not been named but was uh, 54 years old ate about one and a half bags of black licorice every day. My dad used to uh, eat something called imps and the little black um, licorice things and he used to love those. Uh, but black licorice, he had suffered no symptoms before suddenly going into cardiac arrest in a fast food restaurant. Uh, you know what the other thing is? I've often wondered why we don't have a slow food restaurant. Let me write that one down. Slow food restaurant idea to pitch a slow food restaurant uh, for the dragons. It's a slow food restaurant. The food will come out very, very slow, though you've probably been in restaurants. But imagine that actually is a thing. You go in there and you're in for four hours. That's what happens in French places. 
you get in there, they don't have fast food. I would imagine they've got, you know, your McDonald's, but they think about the whole experience. So this guy suffers no symptoms before suddenly going into cardiac arrest in a fast food restaurant. Describing the man's case in the New England Journal of Medicine, that's a good one, that journal. His doctor said, glycerase, it's almost like psoriasis, not psoriasis. What's the name of that um, thing for the liver? Cirrhosis. Anyway, glyceric acid and licorice was to blame. We are told this patient was a poor diet and eats a lot of candy. Could his illness be related to candy consumption? Well, I, I'm no doctor, though I am. I, I think I could be quite easily if they just cut back on the this eight years training or whatever it is. You don't need that. Just, you know, you carry your books around. Well, you don't know what it is. Ask your mate. What do you think this is? And he'll tell you. Take bloods. Take bloods. That's all you have to do. Just take bloods. That's what they do in the telly. Just uh, give me a full workup, full bloods workup, ECG, uh, scan, um, well, EEG, uh, cardiac um, massage, uh, and whatever else we need. Uh, he said studies have shown this acid, this glycerihesic acid, uh, the active ingredient licorice could cause hypertension, hypokylemia, uh, metabolic alicus. Uh, <laughs> alicososis. <laughs> He's not. You see, this is what happens as well with the, the big uh, black dog. I can't read properly. Alkalosis and fatal arrhythmias and renal failure. It's always it was seen in this patient. So I think we can take away from that, kids, is uh, too much of anything can do you a lot of harm, right? So it's, yeah, in fact, things like, you know, well, you can't have too much water. Yes, you can. I remember an actor used to have to drink, he was drinking a lot of water and eventually literally diluted his salts and everything in his blood and he passed out. So you can have too much of anything. So too much licorice is not good for you. That obviously is some kind of, it's been a, a thing, hasn't it? He's obviously got right into it and went, mm, I can't pack that. He was addicted to it. Um, this is not newsy, but uh, why does sleeping on my left side feel more natural? It's in The Guardian. Uh, the reason I, I, I picked on that one, because I do sleep on my left side. I sleep on the left side of the bed, and I usually end up sleeping on my left side. And I wondered why that was. Because, um, you know, it would be, my wife would love to wake up. I mean, she was on the right-hand side of the bed. I don't know where, what side you sleep on, but I think my wife would love to wake up with my face looking straight at her. I think she'd love that. But anyway, I don't. Um, the long-running series in which readers answer their other readers' questions and a subject ranging from trivial flights of fancy to profound scientific and philosophical concepts. This woman, I always sleep on my left side because it feels more natural to me. How did my body arrive at this decision? Might it be something to do with being right-handed? Oh, I like these. I love theories. I gather we drive on the left because gentlemen used to ride their horses on the left because this allowed them to have their favoured right arm holding their sword. Yeah, I think that sword thing's right. It's so you can actually, you know, whip, if it, the sword was on the right-hand side and you're right, you put it on your left, don't you, and you whip it out. Please be careful when you whip your sword out, everybody. Uh, might be something seemed to be happening to my body. Anyway, the uh, listeners then, do right-handed people tend to sleep on the left side and left-handed People sleep, sleep on the right. So, you know, and then they ask, don't go to an expert. They ask listeners. Um, when I was a child, I slept on my, this is from uh, uh, 
I can't remember no names on it. When I was a child, I slept on my right side to face the bedroom door as this was a likely point of ingress for monsters. And so on. All right, still prefer my right side. Uh, since we changed positions in our sleep several times, this one else says, I have no idea what side I sleep on. I dare say that the one opens onto the room, which led to some misunderstanding my first husband who thought I was turning my back on him, which literally was true, though not metaphorically. On waking, I tend to find myself flat on my back, often my hands nearly fold across my upper abdomen. This is a, uh, I find most disconcerting when waking. No, I love, I do that. If I have a nap, if I go for a wee nap, and I've been having a few naps this week with the uh, the uh, black dog, I don't mean if the black dog's been there, I don't have a black dog, but when I'm feeling kind of down, I, I get very tired and uh, and everything. And I do love putting my hands just at the base of my uh, rib cage. And just kind of dropping off. It's a lovely sleep. You just feel yourself falling away. Oh, coming up, by the way, I've got four no phone-in phone-ins for you. Uh, four no phone-in phone-ins. Talking of casual sex, what, what? yeah, that's got you back, hasn't it? He's all left after the depression talk. And then, anyway, um, uh, the, the Hank, not Hank, <laughs> Hank Marvin, no. Uh, what's his name? Hancock. Hand, hand, him, you know, what's his name? What's his first name? Mark, Mark, what? No, it's not Mark Hancock. Oh, you're all shouting at me. Uh, Hancock. What's his name? Well, it's not, not Peter Hancock. No. What's the name of Hancock? Is it this Hancock? I think it's this Hancock. I've just been, uh, Hancock. What's his first name? Oh, Matt Hancock. Yeah. Um, he says uh, he, uh, he, it's a casual sex thing. They're wondering uh, whether casual sex is allowed with the rule of six and everything, the rule of sex. Um, he said in the early stages of or in a question and answer document, it said uh, in early stages of a relationship, you should take particular care to follow the guidance on social distancing. If you pretend to have close contact with someone, you should discuss how you could help prevent risks of transmission as a couple. Uh, for example, by ensuring you're both avoiding close contact uh, with, with the person you don't live with. Casual sex or one night stands, this is going to upset a lot of you. Mind you, you shouldn't be out after 10. Casual sex or one night stands are seemingly still off the table. Well, I'll tell you what, if I'm having casual sex, I want everything on the table. I'd like on the table. What was this, that great? That is great scene. Oh, the postman always knocks twice. You remember that one? Is it Jack Nicholson and, oh, the other actress, that fantastic actress, let me see. Uh, the Postman always, is it, or, no, Postman always rings twice. Yeah, who was the name of the, Jessica Lange, yes, Jessica Lange. And, uh, Lange, Lange. And, uh, oh yeah, that scene, I think she's baking. And uh, there's a lot of flour on the top of it and that kind of messed up her uh, uh, pinnifer. Uh, but I don't think she was minding, she was so lustful. And so was the postman, to be fair. And once he dropped, once he'd done his delivery, he was away. I didn't even think she signed for it. There's something for the old ones, like a bit of bingo. Um, so anyway, what was I saying there? Yeah, the casual sex thing uh, it is, uh, is it's still off the table as a, a social distancing is required between anyone not in your household, your bubble or an established relationship. So I'm afraid you're going to have to set up your little casual sex bubble. Another thing as well, I've never ever had casual sex. It's never ever been casual. It's always been a high pressure thing for me. 
you know, the whole casual thing, oh, yeah, it's not. There's a whole lot of stuff goes through your head when you're thinking about casuals. You know, the music, the ambience, is your breath okay? It's distressful. The whole foreplay, when's the foreplay? I oh, know, I can't go any further. Anyway, if you're thinking of going out for casual sex tonight, don't, because you could get arrested. Um, did you see this thing? There's a thing called QAnon. QAnon, do you know what that is? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's, uh, it's a conspiracy theory um, uh, or site which has grown online in the USA uh, to appear to... Uh, they, they, they like it, and Trump likes them, and they like him. Trump told journalists he didn't know much about the movement, but added that he'd heard all these people who love our country. The movement is facing a crackdown from Facebook as well as Twitter who have taken action against thousands of accounts and web addresses. So what is it? QAnon is a wide-ranging unfounded conspiracy theory that says President Trump is waging a secret war against elite Satan-worshipping paedophiles in the government. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Satan-worshipping paedophiles. Paedophiles is bad enough for me, but they're Satan-worshipping. Not happy. Anyway, um, in the government, business and media, QAnon believers have speculated that this fight will lead to a day of reckoning where uh, prominent people such as former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, Clinton will be arrested and executed. Oh, God. It all started in 2017. An anonymous uh, user put a series of posts on a message board um, and they, they signed off with Q. So when you see that the QAnon, uh, they are like a th they come up with conspiracy theories. And that's the thing they do. So be be ready on your Twitter. I think that's one of the reasons I came off Twitter. I'm sick and tired of people who think they know stuff and don't think they know stuff. Um, oh, hey, would you like a, fo a foldable bathtub? I saw this advert. This is my like, little kind of uh, consumer point. It's the consumer bit of the podcast. What about a foldable bath? Yeah. Uh, um, what is it? Foldable bathtubs. This is in the daily record. Are a thing that's not weird at all. Yes, you can buy a bathtub that can be folded and stored in a drawer, and we kind of want one. I think you're right. It's it's a spice. It's obviously just for one person, and it's about oh, I would have thought four or five feet feet um, tall. Uh, I think it's Japanese. In our modern world, pressed for time and space, baths baths are becoming less popular than new house designs and smaller apartments where space is at a premium. But sometimes there's just nothing like a long soak in the bath. And the tub. And thankfully someone has thought of a fold-away tub so you can enjoy bath time bubbles. Where you like. The ingenious invention means that those who are with just a shower installed can quickly set up a relaxing bath in a small place. The baths are also great for kids who want a splash of colour or are afraid of a shower. And during the summer months, these can also be used in the garden as a mini plunge pool. It's a no-brainer. And what do you think the price of these are? Go on, guess. No, come on, play the guess. That's too high. That's too low. High? Too high. You're getting caught. 60 quid. Lucky dear blue bathtub. And it, they are foldable, and you can put them yeah, And they're fantastic. There we go. Uh, it's a good option if you don't have to pay for a normal tub. Now I was thinking all those people who are going to, you know, most of us are going to have to sell our house to live on uh, the way things are going. But I was thinking, for people with a small house, wouldn't that be a great thing? To have a little bathtub that you could uh, just put up and inflate? Well, you don't have to even... You just, you just, 
unfold it and it comes out and it's circular. How cool is that? Um, great news coming up, everybody. You know, some of the rats got a bad name, don't they? Rats got a really bad name. But actually, rat receives a gold medal for landmine detection skills. Drink a coffee. Cambodia landmine detection rat rewarded awarded a miniature gold medal for life-saving bravery. Magua can search the area the size of a tennis court for landmines in 30 minutes, which would take a human metal detector four days. A giant African pouch rat trained to detect landmines in Cambodia has been awarded this gold medal for its devotion to duty. Magua is known as a hero rat and is, almost most, uh, is the most successful tr rat trained by Belgian-based uh, charity APO APO. Uh, so it's a really serious thing. Since his training, he has discovered 39 landmines and 28 items of unexploded ordnance, clearing over 141,000 square metres of land, equivalent to 20 football pitches. On Friday, he was formally presented with a miniature PDSA gold medal, the animal equivalent of the George Cross, and is the first rat to receive a PDSA medal since the charity began honouring animals 77 years ago. He joins a lineup of brave dogs, horses, pigeons and cats. That's on the same day, thank God for animals by the way, on the same day that dogs, um, I think this is in Finland, dogs are getting trained to smell out coronavirus. But I would just love to be there, wouldn't you? To be, I'd love to be there when they train a rat to do that. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to do? Oh yeah, ta taser shields. Now you all know your tasers, some of you have been probably zapped with them. What's my time? How am I doing for time here? Oh, 17 minutes, we're fine. Um, yeah, you're probably going to start with a taser. Now in America, only in America, they've got taser shields. Now you're thinking it's a shield you put up that prevents you being tasered. Well, that's a fairly logical thing. However, it's actually a shield that actually tasers you. So when you're like, you go up to see a line of police and you're, you're protesting peacefully, and you go, you can, they can taser you like it's almost like out of a Marvel uh, comic. They can taser you like that and zap you. Um, so <laughs> all the cops have got these now. Uh, so they don't even need to pull out their uh, taser. Uh, to get, They just hold the shield up and you'll get electrocuted. People started looking at theories of what to do when it's tasered or, or what to do to, to combat this. Well, some person come up with this. What about water? Well, this bit of advice said, be careful if the water doesn't uh, deactivate the shield, and I imagine it wouldn't. A wet shield is only going to make you, uh, whoever touches it, wet, and thus more conducive. You don't want to be wet near electricity, kids. I've told you that before. Rubber gloves seem like a good idea when pushing back against these. Add one more weird thing to the list processors need to add to their backpacks to protect themselves from, uh, from the police. Anything conducive, uh, anything conductive and flammable. So if you are thinking about, uh, you know, fighting, and I know we've got some American listeners, please, if they've got taser shields, don't go there. All right? Don't just say they've got taser shields. They're going to electrocute us with a shield. And finally, oh, I've still got my uh, four items that won't get my no phone in phone -ins. Sins of the sex-obsessed Jesus of Siberia. 
He's the ex-traffic cop who declared himself the son of God and mesmerised 50,000 followers. Everybody's looking for to be a follower. They, they, we, we love to follow things, don't we? We're desperate to follow things. But after his arrest this week, it turned out he's not the Messiah, he's just a very naughty boy. Nice Monty Python, isn't it? Sergil Torop got a rude awakening this week when the Russian secret police mounted a dawn raid in his home in a remote part of Siberia. Four helicopters and dozens of heavily armed police... Well, if you're going to arrest Jesus, you better go mob-handed. And heavily armed troops in a, police, a fleet of vans and buses descended on the hamlet of Petra Pavlova, Pavlovica. Petra Pavlovica. 2,600 miles east of Moscow. Within minutes, they'd located their target. See, that's a giveaway. I think Jesus would have known. But maybe he wants to be arrested. I mean, you know, do you think about the whole thing with the Romans? We don't like the Romans. Togas and everything. Within minutes, they'd located the target. And masked man in camouflage gear bundled the handcuffed turrup into a waiting chopper as other machine guns kept his associates at bay. Yeah, they had, I think. They, the unusual aspect of the operation was that Torup, 59, was not a murderer or an oligarch wanted for tax, but a former tra traffic cop known as the Jesus of Siberia, whose church there of the last testament was based in the settlement. He'd named the City of Sun. There's been loads of things in history about people like that, isn't there? Usually seen in long flowing robes reminiscent of the Messiah himself, Torop, who goes by, who go, also goes by the name of the Sarion, was clad instead of an unspiritual looking tracksuit. Yeah, it's all given away. It, you've got to have the robes and you've got to have the sandals. You've got to do the whole thing. Uh, you know, it, but people were wanting to follow him. His arrest prompted comparisons with the other notorious R Russian uh, mystic, Grigory Rasputin. Ra, ra, yeah! Now, what came first, the song or Rasputin? Did he take his name? Did Rasputin go? You know that one? Ra, ra, Rasputin. Did uh, he go? You know, that's a good name for a, a mystic. Who inveigled his way, I love that word, inveigled his way into the affections of Russia's imperial royal family in the early 20th century. Oh, right. And there are striking similarities between the men, not least in their sexual liberalism. Ah, it's a liberalism, sexual, yeah, that's a great thing to do. Right, I better go because uh, my relatives, I've got my uh, brother-in-law and his, uh, his wife coming to stay. Um, going to have to be social distant, but we're allowed here to have people in the house. But I don't think it's going to be that much longer before uh, having people from a different household in yet is going to be banned. And my love goes out to all the students, especially the ones in Scotland, who've been told they can't get, uh, you know, they, they can't get together and go to the pubs and everything this weekend because it's going to be about because of the coronavirus. You know, your first couple of weeks of uh, university, you're kind of hoping to get stuck in. You're away from the parents and you can get stuck in, fresh freshers week and all that. Well, unfortunately in Scotland, you're going to struggle. I might come down here as well. Right. The no fin... The what? The no... No fin phoner. The no phoning phoning, uh, where these are guaranteed, I think, uh, not to get any calls. I'm an expert at this. Um, right, number one. Have you ever sucked the poison from a snake's bite or another insect bite? Have you ever been called to do that? You know when uh, you go, I've been bit by a snake, and the guy goes down, it's usually the ankle, and you, you suck it out. Have you ever sucked uh, the poison out of a snake bite or other animal bites? 
Have you ever deliberately left your car unlocked so someone would nick it? Now, if that happens, that's fraud, everybody. But I just wondered. Again, it's a no phone-in phone-in. I don't think anybody would admit to leaving the car unlocked because it'd be worth more on the insurance than it would to have it. Don't do it. I'm telling you now, it's illegal. It's wrong. Just in case anybody wants to try and sue me. Uh, so have you ever, uh, you know, I left your car unlocked so that someone might nick it? Um, have you ever experimented with fruit? Um, the reason I ask about this, it's, uh, uh, I was wondering, I was thinking the other day, I would pass some uh, melons. Come on, stop that, some of you. Um, yeah, could you pump up a melon till it explodes? And what other things could you pump up? What other fruits could you pump up uh, to see if they explode? That's the scientist in me. That's the kind of thing, you know, I should be in a lab. And so have you ever experimented with fruit uh, to, to get many explosions? And what was this? Oh, yeah. Have you ever refused to accept the result of something? Because uh, uh, Trump been talking this week about uh, refusing to, you know, if, if Biden does win, he's not guaranteed he's going to leave. But have you ever been in a position where the result came in and you went, no, oh, no, I'm not having that. That might get a phone in. Actually, that might be it. No, I'm not going to do that one. That's That will get calls. Could people phone in and say, Ronnie, I got, I got a result for exam and it was wrong. So I'm not happy. So I'm not going to accept the result. That's it for this time. Uh, sorry to win, John, about the uh, black dog. But if you are suffering, I've got a support mechanism around me. I've got my family and everybody around me. So I don't need to worry too much about it. But it doesn't help. I'm sitting here. The curtains are closed. I'm sitting in the dark because that's the way I feel like going. I go to the quiet. I go uh, quietly to the supermarket on quiet days, so I don't have to see people. So, if you are suffering with depression um, and you're not getting medicated, or you haven't talked, go and talk to your doctor. Have a word with them. They are really good with these things because they know how quickly things can uh, descend on you. All right. Have a lovely weekend. I might see you next week. We'll see how it goes. Keep yourself safe. Wear a mask, and I love you all. Mwah!